Good morning, friends, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this fifth Sunday in Lent. Lent is a 40-day journey to the cross and beyond to the empty tomb. We pray today that God will strengthen us for the journey by renewing in us the gift of baptism where we were joined to Jesus Christ forever. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. Welcome to worship today, all who are here for our drive-in service and radio broadcast, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by streaming. We celebrate Holy Communion today. Those who drive into the church parking lot for worship will have prepackaged communion elements brought to their car. For those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune, you are invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, before the Holy Communion Liturgy. And then following the Lord's Prayer and words of institution, I will invite you to commune. Our Wednesday Lenten service, seeking a living faith in a troubled world, remembering who we are. As the body of Christ, we are beloved, chosen, blessed, broken, and given for the healing of our community, country, and world. We invite you to join us on Wednesday at 7 o'clock by Facebook Live, phone in, and by streaming. Please note the Synod Assembly delegates are needed for our annual Synod Assembly in the Northwest Synod of Wisconsin, which will be held on Thursday evening, April 15th, and Saturday daytime, April 17th, via Zoom. We are in need of two voting members from United, and please contact the church office if you have an interest in serving as a voting member for our congregation. On this fifth Sunday in Lent, we remember that we are baptized into the death and resurrection of Christ. We hear God's word today focusing on the cross of Christ, what we think is an awful death by any measure, has become the center that draws all things and all people into a new unity in God. The sufferings of Christ have become the source of eternal salvation. In baptism, we have been drawn into that salvation, marked with the cross of Christ, made part of a new covenant, given a new life, a new way of life, where loving self-giving becomes a participation in God's abundant life now. I invite you to join in confessing your sin and hearing the promise of God's forgiveness following the invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 
God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in you. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our psalm for today comes from Psalm number 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let us pray. O God, with steadfast love you draw us to yourself, and in mercy you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through life and death we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our scripture readings for today, the first reading comes from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Our second reading from Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest 
according to the order of Melchizedek. In our gospel for today from St. John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the gospel of the Lord. Consider the parable of the seed told by Jesus when people were asking to see him. Jesus responded, speaking really about himself, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. As we have entered now officially into springtime, we can begin to imagine it, can't we? A single seed planted like wheat or corn, covered under the soil, dying there to its singular form, rising up from the ground, abundantly, beautifully, multiplying, many times over. Continuation of the seed in a life-giving form is only possible if the seed dies if it ceases to be a seed and loses its life in order to bear fruit. Jesus tells this parable of the seed so that people would understand the meaning of what he was all about. In love for the world, for you and me, Jesus chose the path of sacrificing himself, dying and rising to give life, eternal life not for himself, but for us and for our salvation. And this example that Jesus gives tells the meaning of our lives too as we follow Jesus. Those who love their life lose it. 
And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. One writer, Barbara Brown Taylor, reflects wisely, I think, on Jesus' words. What Jesus is telling us is that if we do everything in our power to protect our lives the way they are, if we successfully prevent change, prevent any sacrifice, prevent any pain, then in the end, we will find that we have no life at all. But if we hate our lives in this world, which can only mean if we hate all the ways we cheapen our lives by chasing after comfort and safety and superiority in the world, if we hate that enough to stop it and start chasing God instead, we will find life, abundant life. There is a kind of death required like the seed in Jesus' parable, if we are to bear fruit, we have to consider the needs of others. This is true of each one of us individually and of all of us together congregationally. It seems to me the question Jesus' words put forward for us and suggest that we consider today is, where is the seed of my one life dying and rising to bear fruit? Where is the seed of your one life dying and rising to bear fruit? It is visible as we lose ourselves in self-giving, in chasing God's way, God's will for us, rather than just living for ourselves. I'm sure you have known this blessing, this way of life in your life, and you've observed it in others too. Life abundantly, beautifully multiplying by dying and rising like a grain of wheat, giving life to others. That's where I've observed true joyfulness and goodness and hopefulness in your lives, the lives of others who have been examples to me. There's a man, a retired school teacher in the town where my in-laws live, who owns a car wash. In fact, the first time I met him, he offered me a free car wash. While I was at the car wash, he said he had something he wanted to show me. He took me out in back of the car wash. It was summer late summer actually, and he showed me a garden. It was a huge garden with sweet corn and potatoes and squash and carrots, rows and rows of vegetables. I said, what do you do with all this food? Oh, he said, I find a place for it. It was later actually in talking with my father-in-law, I found out the vegetables he grows in the garden are not for himself. He gives pretty much everything away. Most of it goes to the food share in the summer and fall of each year for people who need it. I also learned that he and his wife welcomed a Southeast Asian refugee, a 16-year-old boy, into their home. Since he had no family, they adopted him, helped him learn English and graduate from high school, 
supported him through college, and joyfully celebrated his marriage. One can never really understand what motivates this man and his wife to reach out in love like this unless one knows something about the center of his life, the Lord he loves. A few years ago, Naomi and I happened to be on vacation one weekend. We worshiped with my in-laws, and this man who owned the car wash had been asked to give a stewardship giving talk at church on that particular Sunday. In the talk, he spoke about the important ministry of Christ through his congregation and the privilege it was to serve God through giving to the congregation. He gracefully encouraged his fellow members in their giving too. But for me, his actions spoke louder than his words. And I sat there picturing his garden and his adopted son. I could see Jesus. I was given a glimpse, a glimpse of that image Jesus used of that grain of wheat. A grain of wheat that falls into the earth and dies. And when it dies, and when it rises, it bears much fruit. So I'm, asked, I'm left to ask myself a question. In what way is the seed of one, my one life being called into dying and rising that bears fruit in other people's lives at this time? And you might want to ask that question too. In what way is the seed of your one life being called into dying and rising that bears fruit in other people's lives at this time. May the Holy Spirit give us wisdom to see God's call. We confess our faith now in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On a third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus for all people according to their needs. Oh God, we lament the senseless killing spree shootings in Atlanta on Tuesday and pray for the families and loved ones of all who died. We pray for healing in Atlanta and in all of our communities that have suffered from violence, especially for all who are victims. We pray, O oh God, that you would take away the hatred that infects our hearts, break down the walls that separate us, unite us in bonds of love, and give us energy to work for unity and justice that all people might live in harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You wash us through and through, O God, and remember our sin no more. Make our church a community of forgiveness and make your church such a community throughout the world. Give your people courage to forgive and through them show the world your grace. Bless our lives with reconciliation and healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You fill the earth from the tiny grains to the towering sequoia. With your presence, you call us to attend to your will for all creation. Grant us good weather that prepares the soil for seeds and protect all from violent storms or flooding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You promise to write your law on our hearts, the law of love. Guide us and all people throughout the world to shape communities that reflect your mercy and your peace. Strengthen us for this work, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And you sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Restore the joy of all who need to know your presence. Those who are lonely or forgotten. Those who are anxious or afraid. Those who feel unforgiven and unforgivable. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You joined all of humanity in suffering and death, Lord Jesus. Reveal to all people the depth of your love shown on the cross. By the power of your Holy Spirit, work through us, the members of United Lutheran Church, to demonstrate your compassion and care. And guide our call committee and the call process as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor of our congregation. Help us listen to your leading and give us the blessing of your light to see your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to the aid, O oh God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers. Give continuing success to the development and distribution of vaccines. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day and ask for healing, especially for Colleen, Dale, Lucille, Terry, Brett, 
Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, Croy, and all who we name before you. Grant them your healing grace, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave. You defeated the powers of sin, death, and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us, who we name in our hearts before you. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. Of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We give thanks today for all of God's gifts in our lives, for the mercy and forgiveness we receive from Christ, and from the holy meal that we partake of today. Thank you for all the ways you support the ministry of our congregation here at United Lutheran Church and the mission of Christ through our church. God bless you in your stewardship. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way that all may know your care and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And we pray together the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. You may commune now. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God. You have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift, in faith toward you, and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.